some male kegels you were just saying yeah i mean as a dude you can do two types of kegels uh one when you are going to the bathroom mm-hmm. cut off midstream i can't do that hold it remember dumb and dumber i've never been able to do that yeah well that's that's how you build that muscle oh. and it gives you stamina in bed oh and the other one is take like a, a dish towel and like put it on your erection and like do like bicep curls with your dick. Okay. Those are the two brands of male kegels. Why? They they're what exercise the muscles for the love making. I don't exercise like the <laughs> muscles that I actually use, let alone <laughs> let alone that. Uh, um, so I'm not a big religious guy. Okay. But I think that my, I have suffered the wrath of God due to my wife. <laughs> is this, is this a segue from the Kegel story? Um, no. Okay. Damn it. Not really. Uh, so we've been, we watch Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. It's, we, we watch it together and there's a character on there who's got a fucked up nose. Uh, like... Like you know, Trantor from from Ernest Scared Stupid, yeah. He like kind of has two noses. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how this dude looks. Okay. And she was like, "Oh, that is really unattractive. Like he's an okay looking dude, but he's got this nose thing going on." Mm-hmm. And then like the next day, like my nose is super sensitive, and I'm like one step away from being Trantor now, man. Like it's all red. <laughs> like I like and I, and she put on like these like masks and stuff like you peel it off or whatever so i think i just have like the biggest is it brewing under my (laughs) nose but it looks like like i'm scared that like i'm gonna wake up and it's gonna be like that old man nose where like something's wrong with their heart and it's like bright red and just bulbous that's called being an alcoholic that's where i feel like wc fields territory it is like i move my face if i laugh too hard my nose hurts like (laughs) your nose is starting to grow its own nose yes my son told me that like (laughs) my son my it's seven good that we year old, share humor. My seven-year-old said, "Dad, it's like your nose has a nose." <laughs> and then I punched him in the face. Well, I'm glad you didn't punch me in the face. <laughs> Probably just because you couldn't reach across the table. Yeah, I don't have to establish dominion over you. No. Oh, child abuse. Fun. So, usually I have some idea of where we're going, like because I yeah. know we're talking about movies. We got some things. I don't have anything. You so may not know where we're going, but I know where we went. Where did we go? We went to Cincinnati, Ohio for Horror Hound Weekend. That's all I got. That's when we try segue-wise, it's so <laughs> much more pathetic than just letting things happen like normally. Um, so this, so kind of the pre-Horror Hound thing was kind of more mine. Mm-hmm. I think the post is kind of more yours. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. I stood in a lot of lines next to you <laughs> and then was like. Uh, I'm not paying to have a conversation <laughs> with you, so I liked you in Rugrats. Bye. <laughs> You're great as the Night King. Okay, bye. <laughs> and then just ran away, like feeling like you got away with something. I like your Quaker oats. Okay, bye. <laughs> um, so you, you reference lines. I think mm-hmm. I don't think you were expecting that many people. I, I was not. I didn't know it was taking place in like an actual convention center. Yeah. I was expecting like, uh, like the expo center mm-hmm. type thing. Which is, you know, like the small little thing in uh, an arena or whatever. Yeah. Um, a lot of them 
are also just the the convention takes over a hotel. So yeah. like all the ball- I was expecting that. So all the ballrooms and everything are that, which I think I enjoy more um, mm-hmm. because you can, especially if you're staying in the hotel, because you can do things a little bit more at your at your leisure. You can go up and hang out in the room for a while, then go down and do something. Right. Um, and there's something cool when you're riding the the elevator with the crypt keeper and yeah. Bill Mo. Like I, I've went up and down the elevator a whole bunch of times with Bill Mosley. Like those little things that are mm-hmm. cool. Um, I got to see Wolford Brimley drive in on a jazzy scooter. Did you? That was maybe my favorite you thing. Didn't, you yeah. didn't tell me that. No, we, you, you were in line with me. You didn't see it. He came in like like no. from behind, like out of a dream. He comes in, <laughs> just like right beside me, just drives by. Like an hover And then drives thing? behind the curtain in the back. Uh-huh. And then just like disappears oh, to I, park it I and then walks it. out. I missed that. Yeah, how, were you just, yeah, you had to have been like playing with your posters. I, you didn't point anything out? Thanks for that. I'm, I was stunned. I was <laughs> I was witnessing a miracle. <laughs> and I was speechless. I just I just had to take it all in. That's awesome. It was the best. Uh, so was it sad? You I'm trying to think of the things that you were anticipating. Uh, well, the convention? Yeah, you, you said no. like you were concerned that there was going to be yeah, sad I, Virgil you know, or I whatever. Was, I, I was expecting sad Virgil. Yeah, you know, and I don't think it was that for the most part. It was it was like sad Costas Mandalore. Yeah, but but even in but the scheme of things, but even in the scheme of things, he still had people showing. I mean, it yeah. wasn't like it was just nobody, and he's trying to haggle for five bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. To be fair, when I saw his line, he was at the bathroom. So yeah, but it's just like he's there, and then the line for Tobin Bell that when you try to get in is like this isn't the line. This is the line to Tobin Bell. You need to get in the line to get into the line yeah. for Tobin Bell, and it's like. Arguably, he might have more screen time in those movies. I don't think that's arguable. I think he's got to. Yeah. So, but like, it's Tobin Bell is like the crazy, like maybe maybe even as big as the Walking Dead people. Mm, not not Jeffrey Dean Morgan. They were. Sure. I mean, but yeah, it was. He was definitely one of the top attractions. And then Casas Mandalor had this tiny little table. Yeah. That ha- it was like. It, it was us and uh, just like a middle-aged Asian man with a just a, just a middle-aged Asian stereotype, mm-hmm. Asian man with the with the, uh, SLR camera. You know exactly what you think of when you think of the yeah. Asian tourists. Mm-hmm. Though he's probably completely American. Yeah. There were lots of people <laughs> with the SLR cameras there. Uh, the uh, did you uh, get to? You were excited about tugboat. Yeah. You never said we, or did anything to Tugboat, did you? I didn't get to say anything to Tugboat. He, if there was anybody that was sad Virgil there, it was him, uh, probably. I don't know. I, I always saw him jollily talking to somebody. Yeah. Jollily. Well, that's perfect. That means that yeah. that would have been the perfect conversation to have. Yeah. they had. I don't know if it was The Wall. There's no he, way it was The Wall. Uh, but it had the 2x4 the, the was down there. The, the infamous I'm sure he did that to answer people's probably, like, and it's a pretty awesome photo op. Like, yeah, I was just wondering, like, yeah, was he like on one side and you got to stick your head through the the <laughs> drywall and then take a photo? <laughs> I'm sure he would have done whatever you wanted for twenty dollars, awesome. dude. Yeah. Um, but not being not being an autograph guy, like like yeah. you and other people that were there, it was like, do I pay thirty dollars to have a com- like a really brief conversation with Richard Brake? You wouldn't have to do that. I but I. I'm 
uh, I felt weird. You, you understand why they're there. Yeah. I, I get it. I, I get do. it. Yeah. They, they are super nice, and I I think they genuinely enjoy interacting with their fans. Mm-hmm. But there's also, like... They're not going to do that every weekend for free. That, right. That's something... If there, if there wasn't a monetary value, they mm-hmm. wouldn't be there. Right. And that's what people get hung up. And don't get me wrong. Pushing the boundaries, honestly, of what I what I can do. And what I, like, I spent a bunch of money that weekend. Right. But there's also a bunch of people I didn't get mm-hmm. because I had to pick and choose. Right. Um, I mean, pretty much the entire cast of Monster Squad, mm-hmm. which the with the exception of Tom Noonan, that's about the only thing that they're really known for. Mm-hmm. And they were all thirty bucks a pop, man. Yeah. So you kind of have to pick and choose, and that's the catch twenty two with this Walking Dead thing is it's a very healthy scene so you're getting some big names that wouldn't normally do it mm-hmm. but it's also driving up the prices in general yeah so that, i mean that's a question i don't know maybe a little off topic but so like if it was just the werewolf from monster squad he was the only one there mm-hmm. you think he'd be charging 30 or the fact that like everyone was there i think that definitely no that 30. definitely helps because then you have people that want to complete other things i've seen people do is when <laughs> they're together they they will Say you can get them us as a group or whatever right. for you can get us thirty bucks a piece or if you do all of us it'll be twenty, mm-hmm. and I think that would benefit them as a whole. Yeah, but I'm not going to pretend that I'm their agent or their manager or whatever you know because it's a yeah. constant balance between trying to, for them to make the most and, and and do the least amount of work. That's the same thing everybody always tries to do. Yeah. Um, you got to, you went to a couple uh, panels. I did. I didn't I go to because I was panels. in some lines and yeah. doing some other stuff. You didn't really tell me about those. You sent me one text. Uh, <laughs> well, your phone was the, dead. From the saw panel. I was yeah. expecting a reply. Yeah. Um, so you sent me that one text. Mm-hmm. How was the saw panel? Uh, the saw panel was fascinating, I think is the best word that I can come up with. Because it was someone would ask Tobin Bell a question. And then he would monologue for like seven minutes about something tangentially related to what was asked, but not exactly. Like, So I'm envisioning them asking questions like, why did Jigsaw do this? Or what do you think about Jigsaw? Yeah. And then he didn't really talk about the Saw films? Is that right. kind of where it, you're it going? Was, it was basically like, what did, you th- what did you think of the traps? And his answer was like... I kind of don't give a shit about the traps. Let me tell you about <laughs> what it took to get into the role of Jigsaw. So he had his pre-established things that he wanted to talk about. I when guess, he like in. he, uh, yeah, like he would talk. Like what I learned was, a, I'm learning right now. I say like way too much. Uh, second, what I learned th- at that time was that he really takes his acting super seriously, and that was a lot of fun to to uh, watch and and hear about. Uh, him going in on days off when they're building sets and saying, okay, you know, we have this scene coming up and I think when I say this line, I want to cross the room over here and the line is about steel. So if there was a knife here, that'd be really cool. And I want like a full length mirror cause I'm, you know, I'm talking to, to Costas and I, uh, I, I want him, I want him to look in the mirror and look at himself. And I think that would be really great. And like, so that's even more than, than acting. That's actual filmmaking when he's right. trying to interpret things. That's cool. Yeah. So he, he is, he's really getting into uh, the character and like he admitted, like after he made the first movie, he didn't, it, it wasn't like a, a mark on his career. It no. wasn't something huge. He was 
it was, was a paid in, gig in Europe filming something else mm-hmm. when they like were like, "Hey, we want to send you a script for Saw 2. And so, you know, he read it, and I guess I guess he liked it, and now it's like established him. It's it is probably his legacy, whether he likes it or not. Oh, I think it, it there. There's no. I mean, look at the people that were in line for him. There right. weren't there weren't yeah. people in line trying to get whatever movie he was filming in Europe at the time signed. Yeah. I it liked was, when you were the voice of Patrick Duffy's dad on that one show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is how he got the saw gig. That was my favorite story. Uh, how was Costas? Uh, every answer was about himself. <laughs> so it was like, "What was your favorite trap?" Uh, I, I really, I really liked the, the, uh, the, the one with the jaw because I got out of it. <laughs> uh, I really liked when I went in the glass coffin because I got out of it. <laughs> Josh, the the guy that we went with, was saying that he went to a previous con with him, and he saw him quite a few times because they were staying at those same hotel and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was pretty douchey the whole time. The way he made him out, <laughs> like he said, like he was like standing in front of his table, like faux boxing and stuff like that, and like <laughs> he was riding the elevator, and the elevator opened up, and Costas got on the elevator, and he was like jogging in place in the elevator, like shaking it around, like trying to get psyched up, trying to get psyched up and stuff like that, like and and it feels so good yeah. so many he was like reference he was like showing him his guns and stuff like yeah. um those are the things that you don't get at big conventions like that mm-hmm. uh or those one-on-one interactions where you can sit in a bar and hang out with them and stuff yeah which is always cool um so uh i was thinking about ditching the saw panel early mm-hmm. uh i'm glad i stayed because they were like hey in five minutes is an american horror story panel and that was by far my f- yeah, by far my favorite experience of the whole con mm-hmm. was just Dennis O'Hare taking over a room for an hour. It was great. Like, telling stories. Like You were waiting for me to retort, and I wasn't there. I've only seen one ep- <laughs> or one season and a few episodes of season two, so I got nothing for you. I'm just going to stand here and look. Uh, he, my favorite character of his was from Hotel, which he played Liz Taylor. Who was a, a transgender uh, person who worked in, in the hotel, and having to talk about uh, he he always went to rehearsals in full like full character makeup and and uh, apparel dress and everything, and like he kind of sashayed into the room, and uh, Ryan Murphy kind of lost his shit and was like do that again and like walk up and down and everything and then that wound up because he walked in to the rehearsal that became like the opening shot of the entire season is is Liz Taylor walking down the hallway and everything um like a, a baby started crying and he was like playing off of that and making callbacks and he he just seems like an awesome dude and he totally overtook the room like that saw panel was fascinating to watch but it felt like two hours this was an hour that just flew by it felt like five minutes and it was it was my by far my favorite part. See, that's one of the benefits to going for the whole weekend. If you get the opportunity, is you mm-hmm. can space those things out. Because Josh right. and I were trying to get Tobin Bell's autograph, we couldn't go to those things. Right, because you're like saw panel is our chance to actually not wait in line for twelve hours. Yeah. So so our our game plan, what we did is we saw Tobin Bell was leaving for an hour. So that's when we got in his line. Mm-hmm. It sounds dumb, but it was probably the best idea that I had all weekend. Because yeah, before the, even the American Horror Story panel was over, you'd already finished. Yeah, so yeah. it worked out really well. 
Um, but that's the, the kind of the cool thing in, in, is that you can kind of make it what you want. If mm-hmm. we were party do- guys, we could have found parties and p- hotel rooms and things like that to be drinking. And, right. and Instead, things we like went that. back to our hotel room and recorded a podcast. Mm-hmm. And, got white, <laughs> and, and got White Castle. Yeah, got White Castle. Well, that's the important part. That is the important part. Um, the uh, well, The very first thing when we walked in – you were saying like, uh, I don't think I'm going to buy anything. Yeah. Literally the first item that you saw as you literally, walked in. Literally the first thing I saw when I walked in You there, wanted to buy I it. I wanted to buy it. <laughs> I so. wanted it. And then there were like a billion other things. Like I'm not lying. I saw, I want that, I want that, I want that, I want that, I want that. And we had to like leave or I was going to I was gonna buy everything. Yeah. It was really nice of you to buy a whole bunch of gifts for people, I do have to say. Yeah, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. People people in my life that I feel like are important to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. 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 Okay. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> um. You were fucking there. <laughs> There's a reason I didn't uh, buy you a souvenir from yeah, the thing yeah, I went to. Yeah, yeah. Um. But I did buy, yeah, we talk about vendors. My yeah. f- there were people selling like bootlegs like you said there would be and people selling toys and and all this stuff but my absolute favorite part was just walking through and finding like the fan artists people just doing original arts based on uh, horror characters and uh, shows and and all sorts of stuff and that was by far my favorite everything I bought was was from was an original print from an artist and it was really cool yeah um I found an artist I really like that hopefully, without saying too much, we might be working with soon. That would be great. Uh, and his, it's uh, Vile Consumption. Mm-hmm. So there's a plug for him. Uh, check it out. He's got a store on Store Envy and stuff. Look him up on Facebook, Vile Consumption. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah, what you got I thought was really cool. And, yeah. and, and you don't even know him. what it's referencing? No, no. <laughs> I just thought it, was look, it looked really cool. Yeah. Um, my favorite moment of the weekend overall. Mm-hmm. There was a moment when we were leaving on day one. Uh, I had drove to the con. Mm-hmm. You got in your car. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got in your car, mm-hmm. and we sat for a minute and played with GPS. And then I you, turned the key. You you went to put it in reverse, and like didn't have power steering or something. Yeah, and, and the w- brake felt real weird. <laughs> so you're panicking as somebody who pulls up behind you because they really want your spot. Yeah. So you go to put it in drive, and you're panicking, and you're saying, and I start rolling backwards and again, you, even drive. And like, it's I'm going backwards and I'm still in drive. What is happening? And there has to be at least a part of you in your head that's thinking that I fucked your truck up. Yeah, just you you totally ruined my car. Yeah, as you were I riding, believed it in my heart of hearts. As, as we were driving, I didn't say it out loud. You're welcome. <laughs> But deep down, I knew you <laughs> fucked up my car. Which is awesome, because you were with me the whole time. I drove the car yeah. and put it in park, and mm-hmm. nothing was wrong with it. Yeah. Justin, what was wrong with your car? I forgot to turn it on. <laughs> I turned the key uh, oh, so we could have light, and then I forgot to turn it It's. I've never had a car this quiet. <laughs> All my cars have been pieces of shit. This is my first good car. So... Well, it's pretty quiet when I think those others were just as quiet when they weren't on. It's true. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. Uh, I used to have one of those cars that you turn it off and it would still make noise for uh, 15 minutes. That's how you know you got a good one. That's my favorite memory of the weekend. And we got Cracker Barrel. Yeah. Why? I don't understand your love of Cracker Barrel. Because you bought exactly what I told you not to buy. 
I said, do not get the gravy. It has no taste. And then you got the gravy and complained that it didn't have a taste. If I go to a place that serves breakfast, I'm going to get the breakfast. If it's breakfast time, I'm double going to get the breakfast. They have biscuits and gravy. I'm triple going to get breakfast with biscuits and gravy. Okay. And it was I tried mediocre. to save. I tried to save you from that hell. This is my favorite restaurant. Don't buy this. Don't buy this. Don't buy buy exactly this and only this with these sides, and it's the best thing ever. No. Yeah, that's pretty. That's exactly what I said, <laughs> and I was right. No. I bonded with Patrick, uh, uh, Robert Patrick, over Cracker Barrel at a convention. That was awesome. Justin, high yeah. points, low points for you. Anything you regret not doing? Um, I mean, yeah, I I would like to see you know Shockmaster talk about yeah talk to that dude being growing up a fat kid who likes wrestling seeing a fat adult guy who is like beating up all the like skinny assholes from my childhood <sighs> are you i mean what are you closing felt, your eyes like imagining it right now yeah. <laughs> the weirdest way <laughs> it was good memories yeah uh yeah i so there were there were some like uh, booths that had like racier things, and I kind of wa- I wanted to get some. I got some cool stuff for my wall, for my walls. I wanted to get some good smut, yeah, a pinup or that a, is a photography piece mm-hmm. of, like a photograph. Yeah, there's like classy art with cleavage mm-hmm. at those places. Yeah, there's also a lot of cleavage. Yeah. Which is a plus. Yeah. And it's all, even when I go with my wife, that's like, it's free reign cleavage mm-hmm. time for me. So she'll like point it out. Whereas like when we're grocery shopping and there's like a woman there with her three kids and I look at her cleavage, I get yelled at. <laughs> Which honestly, I see her mentality there, but it's, yeah. it's great because it is free reign cleavage. And is this, is this a rape culture thing? If I say that they, they are, they're okay with it when they dress that way somewhere like that. Is that a rape culture thing? It doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound good, but you understand the point that I'm making. Like, there's there's sexy Ghostbusters, right? They're there at every convention. They raise money for charity. Mm-hmm. They know that they're putting on a sexy Ghostbuster outfit. Yeah. I I don't want to say anything. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. I think it's all I'm not in, an idiot. It's all in the intention, and I don't mean that negative at all. Um, because other than being objects, they're really nice. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, that's a joke. There's <laughs> my. Um, what'd you think overall? Conventions. I you, had, a, you enjoy I had a lot of fun. I like. Uh, I got some some cards from some artists that I, I want to look up. Um, that you know, they brought a selection to the con, but I didn't really find anything there that I that I loved. But I liked their style. Mm-hmm. So, hoping to to find some stuff online there. But yeah, just the whole, the whole vibe of that that vendor room I thought was was really great. How were the people? Was it better? The, I always compare it. It's better than a concert. It's better than a ball game. Like the people are nicer because it's a communal thing. Even yeah. the communal thing isn't even a good point because people are all there to see the same band and their douchebags. Right. And people are there all to see the same baseball game and their douchebags. These feel different. Is that just me putting rose colored glasses on stuff? I mean, it it is different. I mean, it's. Nerds and geeks are are usually pretty cool. They can be weird 
in the best ways and in some of the not best ways. But generally, like, that's what I love about geek culture is that a geek is someone who loves a thing and loves telling other people, loves sharing their love of that thing with other people. And when you get a, a gathering of geeks who all geek out about the same thing, like, it's generally just magic. And I think it, it was good. There was I never saw any incidents. I didn't see anything that didn't lead me to believe these are all really cool people. And that's that's great because you know, you go to a concert, you may see it, you may be the the quote unquote victim of not cool stuff, but you see not cool stuff happening all the time. You know, baseball games I guess can be the same way too. But yeah, this is this was really cool. The uh, the last concert that I went to was like four or five years ago, maybe, mm-hmm. and I realized like how old I'm getting. That I don't think I can do the concert thing anymore. Like this is. One of my favorite bands, I have the album cover tattooed over my entire leg, mm-hmm. and I was there kind of miserable, because yeah. like I'm just surrounded by 20-year-old douchebags. <laughs> like, this one guy kept taking off his hat, and it had like the little snaps on the back, the little mm-hmm. plastic snaps, and he wasn't doing it on purpose, but he's flailing his hat around like a cowboy, and kept hitting me in the back, and like, <laughs> and, and like the cheek, with these little plastic snaps, which hurts like a son of a bitch. <laughs> I was getting so pissed off. Uh, so at one point, I reached out, and I'm not a confrontational person, and I'm definitely not a physical person, right. but I reached out and I grabbed his arm. I physically touched him, which doesn't happen. Yeah. Right? I physically grabbed his arm, and I told him, stop. I don't remember that. <laughs> that would have been better if I knew what I said. You switched to the dad mode. <laughs> That's, have I, I don't think I've told this story. I do have a dad mode story. Mm-hmm. So dad mode story is um, we were at a... Uh, amusement park and there's these big steps leading up to a train okay so there's big steps leading up to a train my son was two probably at the time my oldest son was two okay and we're walking behind these people uh i'm sorry we're walking in front of these people it's a woman and her her son who's probably two and there's somebody has dropped a popsicle and ice cream or whatever and there's a, it's on the steps the steps are almost empty. It's not like we're blocking the way, right? Yeah. But we stop so he can look at the ants. And my two-year-old looks at the other two-year-old and starts saying, look, look, look. And he's pointing down at the ants. Yeah. So we're giving him a second to admire these ants eating the ice cream. It's mm-hmm. a nice summer it's day nature. out with the family, right? The mom grabs her kid's arm goes around us and said let's go this way that kid's being obnoxious and i was like i i didn't think about anything i i picked up my son i handed him to my wife and i started barreling after this woman going up the steps going what did you say what did you say what did you say And, and she picks her kid up and like pulls him close to her and turns from me and starts scurrying up and i realize like how not good like this 300 pound guy barreling after her and her child looks like that I, I stopped and i turned around but uh it was definitely went into dad mode at that moment man total mama bear yeah it really was it was bad like my kids can definitely be obnoxious don't get me wrong yeah but when he's saying look at an ant mm-hmm. that's not the appropriate time no. to say he's being obnoxious she was just probably having a shit time and wanted it to get the day over with. Probably, but don't do it to my kid. No. I will fuck you up. Yeah. You got anything else? Monologue. 